because you know why? He's a Frankenstein's monster. Ugh, he's grotesque. Oh. <laughs> he's so grotesque. <laughs> this is part of the lore now, is that we have Frankenstein monsters fighting in the U.S. Army. Why well, is this always a challenge? It's always hunting season. It's always hunting I paid season. the gas bill, the telephone, our water hardening service. But can't you find a check stub for the tuition? I'm sorry, Marilyn. I was so sure that I paid it. Well, maybe it's just one of those checks I forgot to enter. Well, we can't let them treat our niece this way. That's right. I'll get down there and handle it. I'll throw a scare it to them. Uh, 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 no, no, Grandpa. I'll take care of this. I'll get down to that school tomorrow and straighten the whole thing out. Oh, thank you, Uncle Herman. But, but will you be able to take time off from the parlor tomorrow? I think I can duck out around 4 o'clock and the boss will never miss me. Anyway, uh, he's going to be busy all afternoon interviewing new box boys. Hello and welcome to another amazing episode of the Monster Hunters. The only show that dares to look down double barrel shotgun that is streaming network services. And all of that are fully loaded with just endless, endless new original content. Just so much mm -hmm. new stuff that could be watched and enjoyed. Probably laugh at it, have fun, gather with family around. We'd say nay to that <laughs> and revisit a 60-ish year old sitcom about a Frankenstein monster and his grotesque family. My name is Derek and I'm a monster hunter. Joining me down, staring down this shotgun barrel. Wow, Receiving phone that calls, a, breaking no, that, into. That wasn't supposed to happen. I'm. I apologize oh, God, for my Keith. lack of professionalism. That's there. Keith. Ah, <laughs> I mean, well, it's always hunting season. So, that was your. Uh, oh, geez, oh, God. I am. Uh, I am. Uh, I'm a monster hunter, and uh, you know, I look. Doing what I'm. I'm working on. On. Uh, Write some notes here for for my stuff today. Oh. Apparently, I had something pulled up that had sound with it. My bad. Oh, great! Don't you have headphones? And then the <laughs> other person there, who was just so enraged, they pounded the Frankenstein-headed monster table into the concrete floor. Is the Dr. Dre of Tan Kansas? I almost said Kansas. Yeah. And maybe yeah. it's sunny, and maybe you're tan down there, Terry. <laughs> That's right. I've got the old farmer's tan going on down here. <laughs> you know, I've been working the fields. Um, Harvesting the, the wheat and whatnot, so. Harvesting yeah. the wheat. Yep, yep, that's what we do down in Kansas, so. Well, it's been great, yeah, and then, and then of course in my spare time, yeah, like screw Stranger Things, screw like Obi-Wan Kenobi, Barry Season 3, who cares, honestly, I, I would shun all of those just so I could get in there, pull up my old, uh, um, like, 5-inch TV, black and white. <laughs> <laughs> Five inch, or like little, little handheld ones. Yeah. Oh my! It's the only way. It's the way it was meant to be seen. The monsters. So I used to watch the monsters on a thirteen inch portable black and white TV with like a telescoping antenna on top of it, mm. and two dials, one for VHF and one for UHF. I I like the idea of a five his little five inch TV with the DVD player hooked up to it. Mm -hmm. so. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. You have to. You got. I got a lot like uh, of adapters, you know, plugged into it. Uh, You'd have to but, have lots of adapters. Mm -hmm, but I figured out a way. Nice. Well, how are you gentlemen doing today? I'm doing great. Yeah. Yeah. Having a grand old time. I'm excited to to jump into some monsters as I am every week. Well, this isn't just any episode of the monsters. This is another. No. 
wacky adventure for Herman, and it's called <laughs> All the Season One, Episode Seventeen, All Star Munster. Now, I don't want to get away with uh, what happens is spoilers, but he is an all star. Oh yeah, you know, yeah, lots of different ways. There's lots of different stuff happening in this one that's all like interesting, and th- there's <laughs> yeah. there's something about this episode that might be deemed offensive to some people that live in this country. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. yeah. I, I can't believe that would happen. Yeah. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think it's possible. Uh, Derek, and I'm, I mean, we're going to go through the whole thing, but yes, we are. Keith, I feel it wouldn't like be a monster hunters episode. If we didn't paint, no. go through every second of the episode, but I'm starting to feel like we might be hitting that stride. You're looking for. Yeah. I thought so too. <laughs> I and, then, that and, then, and then you and then you watch the episode. No, I don't know. I don't no, know. I'm we'll kidding. get into it. Yeah. But before we get into it, I'm going to light a candle, <sighs> lead us down boy. that dark, murky hallway to the Monster Hunters Library. Open yeah. that right iron gate. Go over to the shelf. What do we say was on that shelf? That cookbook. I flick it off. Don't need that. Um, what did you say was on there, Keith? Indiana Jones's <sighs> satchel. Yeah, uh, there's uh, a Spaceballs novelization. Spaceball, the novelization of Spaceballs, and uh, the Meg, the Meg, yeah, all sorts of high quality literature, and we're gonna pull off this dusty tome that is the Monster Hunter's Almanac, and I'm gonna dust it off and open it up and hand it to you, altar boys to priest style, yeah, <laughs> for the Monster Hunter's Almanac factoid fact tidbit shit shit Whoa. shit sheet. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Uh, Man, Psalm uh, of the week. So I, I, uh, <laughs> I take a look at the book earlier, and I, I marked a couple pages. I was trying to figure out what, oh. what exactly we should go over. A couple books I think we might want to eventually add to the, uh, you know, to the shelves there, and that is uh, the books by Fred Gwynn. Um, oh, his, his illustrated ooh. children's books? Yeah, in addition to being star of the Munsters, and uh, he was also in Car 54, Where Are You? Uh, was another big thing. Also, Pet Cemetery, My Cousin Vinny, and stuff like that. Uh, for acting, Fred also put together a, a bunch of books. And the majority of them, uh, starting, it looks like 1970, might be the, is the earliest one. Uh, they're all based on... on like uh, a girl or a uh, boy misunderstanding what their parents say. Hmm. Um, so the King who reigned is the first one oh. and it's R a I N E D N E D. Yeah. And so a young girl misunderstands her parents' expressions as fairy tales in this humorous picture book, uh, confused by different meanings of words that sound alike. The little girl imagines such unusual sights as a King who reigned, uh, or the footprints in the snow, uh, like foot, like prince, like the yeah. son of the king. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. and uh, and that seems to be what all of these are, are kind of about. So there's that uh, his follow up to that was uh, a chocolate mousse for dinner. Mm-hmm. Um, and that, that one sounds uh, like a good one. I would buy that for the kids. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a gorilla war, car pools, <laughs> playing the piano by ear. It's no wonder little girl's confused by some of the strange things she overhears her mommy and daddy saying. With his hilarious wordplay and zany illustrations, Fred Gwynn keeps children of all ages and stitches. So he's also doing he's doing the uh, he's doing the work as well. You know, all the illustrations as well. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that was in '76. Then uh, looks like he takes a little bit of time off after that. 
1980, um, he comes back with the 16 hand horse. Oh my god! Um, which seems to be like it, yeah, it seems to be um a, a well 16 hand, not 16 feet. Um, oh, that's how you measure yeah. a horse in height. It's in hands. Oh, really? I didn't know that. Well, that, oh. that explains it. Uh, huh. This again, despite a little girl's visual images of her parents talking about such things as bells that peal, banking a fire and a running nose, as well as a 16-hand horse. So she thought the horse had like 16 hands. That's what I was envisioning. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hmm. Um, so a Clydesdale stands 18 hands high. Wow. Six feet tall. That's interesting. Why Why is it just, is it just horses that get measured yes. in hands? Yep. Hmm. Why is it more things measured in hands? Because it's, yeah. it, I guarantee it's a very inexact measurement. And it probably started with <laughs> how do we measure it? Well, I got a hand. So they yeah. just like one hand, two yeah. hand, three <laughs> hand, like just laddered mm-hmm. them up to mm-hmm. the top from hoof to yes. shoulder. And it's like, well, mm-hmm. this horse is about 15 hands tall. It's <laughs> about how I measure things. So, yeah. yeah. Well, that's like, yeah. uh, oh, if we want to get all biblical, well, the arc is cubits, and a cubit was technically the distance from your elbow to your fingertip. Oh. So I want to say Noah's Ark, according to uh, scripture, <laughs> is 30 cubits <laughs> tall. Wow, that's pretty tall. Yeah. Really? And don't ask me how I remember this stuff. It's all stuff that yeah, I don't, I don't even said in high school at one mm. time or another and is just like lyrics mm-hmm. um, just waiting to fall out of my head at the right time. Let's say a yeah. cubit's probably about three hands or so, maybe. Yeah, probably. <laughs> uh, he does another one. It's called a little pigeon toad, which um, doesn't really say what that one. Is. It seems like it's another like same thing with yeah, uh, you know, figures of speech and stuff like that. The picture has a little girl smiling at a pigeon with a toad head on it. <laughs> um, in 1990, he did a pond larker. Which is not satisfied being a frog, Pond Larker seeks a princess's kiss to fulfill his princely ambitions. Mm. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Um, and then in 1993, he did Easy to See Why. And that's when a little girl enters her beloved dog in the local dog show. She's sure he'll be a winner. But the unpedigreed pooch is competing against some very people like dogs that are owned by very dog like people. Huh? Luckily, a surprise ending saves the day. A surprise ending <laughs> saves the day. Yeah. Uh, and he has one other thing. It's called uh, The Story of Ick. Uh-huh. Uh, the parents of a lonely monster admonish him to put a little boy back where he found him, and maybe more will grow. Oh. That was in 1971. And he also did Ick's ABCs. Uh, each letter of the alphabet introduces an aspect of pollution. That's interesting. Oh. Okay. Yeah. So Fred Gwynn, uh, in addition to being uh, Herman and a bunch of other uh, big acting stuff, also, a whole bunch of uh, books, and they all look like, uh, especially I think if he did all the illustrations on all these two, um, they look pretty cool. But that's it. Uh, that is all I have uh, for today. Speaking of books, let me oh, close it up. There it goes. There it goes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it closes that book, and then it like it shrinks and spirals down and like disappears. Boop. Floats away like a it bird. It reappears next time we record. <clears throat> it's yeah, amazing. Yeah. It's odd how it's always dusty every time we open it. We use it, it quite is. a bit. Hmm. I I guarantee um, somebody, me, comes down <laughs> here with a reverse vacuum cleaner and blows dust all over the place. Absolutely. I would. It, it, it's, how, it's my zen. It keeps mm-hmm. me level mm-hmm. and balanced. 
we need that ambiance when we come down to you know kneel before the tome and recite its passages. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it knows we're coming too. That's the thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, All the candles light up as you go, like, thick. and and they're Focus. candles. It's not like somebody flips a switch. They just every couple steps, like a mm-hmm. couple more of them light up as you walk. Yep, it's yep. pretty nice. Yep, yep, yep. Oh well. Well, you know what? The, the best way to get a bunch of dust and crap off your clothes is to. Oh well. Just, <laughs> yeah. I, you know, I don't know. I was, I scrolled down here on the Amazon page because I did Fred Gwynn's children books, and I scrolled down. And I'm like, okay, there's Pond Larker, a little pigeon toad, and then the next book is not a Fred Gwynn book, but it's called Baby Shart. Poo poo Baby Shart, a story about a shark who farts. Great. The next one is Liam the Leprechaun Loves to Fart. Oh my I have God. no idea why this is. Oh, <laughs> next one is Gomer the Gassy Goat. Why is this a thing? A fart-filled oh. tail. I don't know. I don't like that. That makes me uncomfortable. And then it goes back to like non-farting books, thankfully. <laughs> oh, good. Oh. Okay. Well, I'm, I'm checked out then. Never mind. And then back to the sponsored book, Baby Shirt. <laughs> Ah, oh, sigh. Yeah. All right. Uh, so the best way to get a bunch of dirt off you from the catacombs in which we keep the the almanac is to climb the 58 stairs stone spiral up to the, the Munster Hunters <laughs> headquarters uh, back door, which leads us out to the nearby dock. And we hop on and Captain Terry leads us three miles out to international waters. Yep. And then demands that we descend to the depths of hell for another edition of Scuba. We're going deep. We're diving. We're going to hell, whether you like it or not. All right. Yep. Um, Buckle up, kids. Yeah. (laughs) You're going to see some stuff down here. I don't want to hear no flack about it either. Yeah. And Uh, I guarantee no baby shark (laughs) sharding. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, not even hell would support something like that. I don't know. Nope. Hell's like, get this out of here. <laughs> yeah, this is inappropriate. This really? Is trash. Yeah. <laughs> this is blatantly a cash grab. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so this episode was directed by uh, Earl No Strain Bellamy. He's back I again. I knew it. You know, yeah, No you know, Strain. He's, uh, he's got a style to him. him. He does, yeah. Uh, and he directed last week's episode as well. You know, big-time TV director, apparently. According to IMDb, he's directed 1,600 episodes of TV. What? 1,000? <laughs> 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 Jesus. That's what it says. Episodes of just various television? Yeah, I don't think there's that many listed on IMDb, so I don't know how true that is. But, I mean, oh, maybe shit. IMDb doesn't that's have a, everything. That's a ton. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but uh, so far, you know, I think he's been one of my favorite directors for The Monsters. Most of his episodes have been kind of He's decent. done my favorites, mostly. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So we'll we'll see if this is the same. A little teaser for the, the yeah. listeners. Hmm. Well, let's find out. Yes, but uh, so mm-hmm. I was scrolling through his stuff. You know, it's been a while since I kind of dug. Since we do talk about this guy, it seems like quite a bit. But I was looking and I saw a show called Me and the Chimp. Um, <laughs> you always classic, find monkey and classic. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Or chi- probably... or chicken ones. Chicken. <laughs> Me and the Chimp. <laughs> You can probably guess what it's about. Um, it's about a, a dentist and his family who find a chimp and adopt it. <laughs> well, that was my second guess. My first guess was the dean of a university. Oh, yeah. Finds a chimp. <laughs> but dentist, close second. Yeah. Um, and I assume chaos ensues after that. Uh, it has to. 
but the top review on IMDb I was reading, it, it claims that this show is the worst of all monkey shows. Um, well, okay. <laughs> all right. What, what are the other all monkey right. shows? What are we comparing to? There's so many monkeys. They had one that they listed that was like about a monkey like detective or something. Um, I don't oh, remember Detective what it was Chimp? Called. That's a DC character. Mm, that's <laughs> him. <laughs> he's, the, he's the world's greatest detective for the most part, right? I do like Detective Chimp. He's a great character, but mm-hmm. uh, apparently, uh, yeah, this chimp in this show is horrible. Um, I was watching a few uh, like clips. I found an episode on YouTube, and it didn't really seem that good. Uh, the chimp was really just kind of just chilling in the background for a lot of it. He's not really the focus of the show. <laughs> he just happens to be there most of the time. Um, oh. His son was like having trouble with the basketball team. He got like kicked out or something. I don't know. It was, I was just kind of skimming, but... This is when I found this very interesting because the commercials were still in this uh, clip on YouTube. Wow. So I found this commercial. Have you guys ever heard of uh, Bonjour Action Jeans? I'm wearing them right now. So, yes. B O N J O U R. Is this from the 80s? Mm hmm. Yeah, I kind of have a vague memory of that. <laughs> so there was this like insane commercial for these jeans on there. I don't know um, that. But I kind of liked it. It had like a really cool vibe to it. There's like this synth music that was like looping. This man and this woman were posing at each other, kind of vamp into the music. The guy would pose to the woman. The woman would pose back, and then she would like disappear out of frame and reappear somewhere else. They'd like do another pose, and then she'd disappear again. Um, it was really weird. And there's like this really cool car that they were kind of posing around as well. Uh, and then they were like, and then the whole time they're going like, Bon, Jour, Action. <laughs> that sounds familiar. It's kind of awesome. I kind of like that commercial, but uh, I've never heard of the Gene brand before now, so I don't think they're around. I don't know. Uh, no, I doubt it. But hey, hey, that's a very nice commercial that they had there, so I'm glad I got to see that at least. But this uh, this episode was written by Joe Connolly and Bob Mosher. We've talked about these guys uh-huh. a million yeah. times, so blah, blah, blah. We're just going to float past them again. They've written 20 episodes of The Munsters, you know, I'll throw out their biggest claim to fame. They created Leave it to Beaver, good for them. Um, you know, we'll have plenty more chances to see these guys. They're kind of giving us a grim, knowing smile as we float past. They know we'll be back, so they're blowing we don't got to talk to them. nibbled at by fish. Yeah. <laughs> the makes mm-hmm. swimming behind slowly. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we got a few guest stars on this episode. We got Pat Butcherm as Pop Mal- Malroy, uh, mm-hmm. Robert Easton as Moose Malroy, and Frank Maxwell as Coach Roger Dinman. Um, so Pat Butchern has 74 acting credits on IMDb. That goes from 1944 to 1995. He was kind of more of a Western guy, it seemed like. Uh, he was in a few Western movies from the 40s and 50s. Uh, and in a few of these movies, he actually played a character with his name, Pat Butchern. He was just mm-hmm. like playing Pat Butchern. Um, and I guess it's like a series or something, because eventually <laughs> this uh, show he was in... Uh, has the same star of these movies. It was Gene Autry, if you guys know who that is. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and his horse champion was the second build star on ITV, uh, mm-hmm. which was Gene's horse. And Gene also played himself as well. Uh, and so Pat was actually in a bunch of this, these episodes of the show, the Gene Autry show. And I guess he's known as like the singing cowboy. He'd go around to towns, him and Pat, and they'd solve crimes, I guess, or something. Mm-hmm. Um, but... Yeah, I thought that was interesting. I, I wonder if Gene Autry was like the inspiration for Buster Scruggs. If you guys, have I bet seen you one hundred percent. Yes. No, I was gonna say I'm very familiar with uh, with Pat Buttram. Oh, really? Uh, but from his uh, his work in the '80s, 
uh, where he was Mr. Haney on Green Acres. Well, that, actually, well, that's in the 60s and 70s, the early, early 60s and 70s. But then he shows up in um, a bunch of Disney movies. Oh, yeah. I saw he was in The Fox and the Hound, right? He's in The Fox and the Hound. He is the Sheriff of Nottingham and Robin Hood, which is one of my all-time oh. favorites uh, from Disney movies. Uh, he's in The Aristocrats. Aristocats, I mean. The Rescuers, yeah. he's in that as well. Uh, the Misadventures of Ichabod Crane. So he does a whole bunch of Disney stuff. And then he also does the uh, he does the big run of like a lot of 80s shows like Knight Rider. On Fall Guy, he is Pat Buttram. He plays himself again? Well, apparently so. <laughs> the Love Boat, uh, he's, he ends up being in Who Framed Roger Rabbit as bullet number one. Oh, you know, I just watched it the other day. That's funny, huh? He's also in Back to the Future Part Three as a saloon old timer, which I think really fits, you know, with a lot of what he did, like mm-hmm. back in, in the day and all. But I I know him very much because around the same time that I probably was watching the Munsters, I was also watching Green Acres. Gotcha. Okay. I didn't know he was in that. I must have missed that. He does, very much so. Very much. Yeah. Which I did not mimic at all. I did, I tried like in my mind. <laughs> I'm like I'm going to do it, and then I couldn't. Mm-hmm. I didn't practice at all. Yeah. It's a very yeah, he's been around place. for a long time. As yeah. soon as he appeared, I was like, oh, that guy. <laughs> very recognizable voice, that mm-hmm. guy. Yeah, I, I thought I heard, I'd heard i recognize him, too, when I heard it. But That's funny. Yeah, I, I literally just watched, I know exactly what you're talking about, the bullet that has that exact same voice. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and Roger Rabbit. Uh, but we've also got Robert Eastman. Um, he's got 153 acting credits on IMDb. He goes from 1949 to 2011. Um, I guess he apparently he was known as the Henry Higgins of Hollywood. Uh, so he and that, I, Henry Higgins was like a master of dialects or something. So mm. Robert Eastman was pretty good with like different huh. accents, supposedly. Uh, a lot of actors would go to him for help with their accent work and stuff. Uh, he did a lot of like one off roles on TV. Uh, he, but he, he was in actually a few different episodes of Red Skeleton Hour, which, you know, shout out Red Skeleton Hour. Uh, the biggest recurring role was a show called Stingray, uh, which is about like a submarine crew and the super advanced submarine that was called the Stingray. Mm. Uh, this trailer was kind of a sci-fi thing. There's like fish people and stuff, but the biggest surprise was it's all puppets. Yeah, that's one of the ones like uh, the Thunderbirds. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. A Jer- Jerry Anderson production. Mm-hmm. So that I, so I was like watching the trailer and I saw this like it, it was, like had the name. Familiar. You know, like this this woman on the screen, but I was like, this woman looks weird. I was like, oh, it's a puppet. Like, it just took me a second to realize. It's like, she has like a mask on? What's going on here? Um, but yeah. yeah. Oh, hey, he was in My Mother the Car. Oh, was he? I must have missed that. Thank How you could for I finishing that. that? Uh, he was in My Mother <laughs> the Car. Okay, good. Over wow. the Hill to the Junkyard, he played Fink. Wow. That's a, that's a great uh, episode name. He also, you know, he was in, uh, you said Pet Cemetery's Fred Gwynn, famous role of Fred, Fred Gwynn. Uh, he, this guy was in Pet Cemetery too, as like a preacher or something, I think. In the uh, sequel or in. In the sequel. Also. Pet Cemetery, like the number two. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Fred Gwynn was in Pet Cemetery. This guy was in Pet Cemetery too. Yeah, I can see how that could be confusing in hindsight. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he was in the sequel. Uh, gotcha. I'm sure just as iconic of a role. Uh,. And he was also in a movie I saw called The Neanderthal Man. Uh, I think he had a very small role, but it seemed interesting. It's about a scientist who invents a formula that reverts a cat into a saber-toothed tiger, mm-hmm. and it turns a man into a Neanderthal man. Oh, saber-toothed <laughs> <Yeah>. tiger. 
<laughs> nope, nope. Um, the clip I watched was uh, intriguing. It's this, this man and this woman are out on a picnic, uh, and the woman goes to get changed because they're going to take some pictures. But then she pops out, and she's like just in her underwear, and she starts posing. And the guy's like kind of surprised, but he just takes some pictures. Mm-hmm. He doesn't really seem like <laughs> he's all that interested. He kind of waves her. I like, all right, you can go get changed now. And so she goes back behind the bushes. Um, but then you'll never guess what happens next. The Neanderthal man Ooh. comes and he's wearing like a button up shirt and some dress pants. Oh, and he comes and he strangles the guy and then he like kidnaps the woman and runs away. Oh, hmm. yeah. so he's not like an unfrozen caveman lawyer or sophisticated <laughs> or part of modern society. No, I, I assume <laughs> if I had to guess, is that the scientist probably accidentally took the formula or purposely took the formula and turned himself into Neanderthal man. Well, so when you turn into Neanderthal, though, like you lose all. Memory and of of hmm. the present and I guess so. Yeah, how I guess society so. works. <laughs> you, you, you actually your brain changes. That is powerful stuff. Mm-hmm. I mean, he was still wearing like clothes. Yeah, so I, I guess it must not have been that much of a change. Uh, but yeah, I thought that was a weird name for a movie, and it seemed like a weird movie. And yeah, Roger Easton had a really small part in it. But I think I'm going to tell you what. If I'm a Neanderthal, <laughs> right? And all of a sudden, I have like a button-up shirt on. I'm freaking the fuck out. Oh yeah, right? Like I, I'm ripping at that, tearing mm-hmm. it. I don't know what that is. Like everything <laughs> would make me freak out. Yes. I would be destroying everything. I'd probably be like curled me. up in a corner, like in that alleyway, just like rocking back and forth. Yeah, just like electrical lights, <laughs> yes, civilization. <laughs> all these things should just destroy a neanderthal's mind yeah not not like a werewolf in a suit that's that's just slick but a neanderthal in a suit would just that that that's ridiculous blows everything up yeah Mm -hmm. yeah you know like when you put like a like a little vest on a cat or something and how they flip out yes that's that's how neanderthal man would be (laughs) couldn't walk he wouldn't know what to do yeah he'd just fall over (laughs) yes exactly Finally, our last guest star, uh, Frank Maxwell. He's got 150 acting credits on IMDb. He goes from 1951 to 2000. Uh, we'll actually see him again in a different episode of The Musters, but as per usual, he's a different character. Uh, he actually has some pretty like big... I, I don't know if big's the right word, but he's got some recurring roles where he recurred a lot. I don't know how big the shows were because I've never heard of them, but you guys let me know if you recognize any of these names. He played a he played Captain Nye in the Felony Squad. Mm-mm. No, okay. Uh, he played Henry Coleman in Young Marrieds. Mm-mm. Okay. Oh, for two. He played Duncan McRoberts in Our Man Higgins. Mm-mm. Dang. All right. So he was in yeah. a bunch of episodes of those, but not very. Oh, those fun. are shows. Those are all shows. Yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> I assume they were movies. Mm-hmm. Nope. Nope. Um. But his final acting credit I thought was really weird. It's a short film called Amy Stiller's Breast, um, where Amy Stiller plays herself, and she was one of the writers in for this short film as well. Uh, I guess it's about her having a hard time getting an acting job, and one day she's trying on bras um, in a department store, and she discovers that the image of Madonna has appeared on her left breast. So hmm. that's what the plot's about. The, the image of... The Lady Madonna or Madonna the Singer? I have no idea. I tried to find any more information about this. Um, and <laughs> there's nothing. There's nothing out there about huh. it. 
So, hmm. um, yeah, I don't know, but I thought that was weird. Uh, I don't know what the, like how that would affect the world, but maybe it does. Uh, but Frank, he plays somebody named Monsignor. Monsignor. <clears throat> well, Amy Stiller is Ben Stiller's sister. Oh, yeah, you know, I didn't make that connection, but makes yeah. sense. Is she... I don't know if I've seen her in anything. Yeah, I wouldn't know where to pick her out of a lineup. <laughs> but, hey, she wrote a short film and she starred in it, so good for her. <laughs> well, I mean, that's something. Yeah. More than I've done. <laughs> More than I could say, yeah. Mm-hmm. When am I going to write my uh, my short that's called, yeah, Terry's uh, Breast or whatever? <laughs> <laughs> Madonna appears on your yeah. chest. Nice. Yep, yep. That's all I've got for this skooma, so I think we should slowly rise back up. You know, Too late. Take a- I'm oh. on the shore. <laughs> like a cloud of smoke is there. I turn yep. around. Derek's gone. Like they, there is like a bubble outline of where I was. Yeah. And you're like, where'd Derek go? You're like, you're like <laughs> Batman. Yes. You're like Batman. We're just talking to you, and then we turn to say something. Yeah. Boom, he's yeah. gone. Don't even know how we noticed. We know we're like miles below the ocean. Somehow Derek has escaped this up and has yep. returned to the surface. That's what I do. But I'm on the shore, got a campfire going, roasting hot dogs, roasting some weenies oh. because we need to fill up. We have a we need to have a full stomach for this one. It's mm-hmm. uh, season one, episode seventeen, All Star Munster. Original air date, January thirteenth, nineteen sixty five, and it gets a seven point seven on IMDb. Not I bad. don't know what we're thinking, but we'll, we'll, we'll see. We'll see. I didn't say lofty, and yeah, I didn't I say uh, you know undershot at seven point seven. We'll we'll mm-hmm. see how we feel at the end. Yeah. Due to an error, Maryland's college tuition is not paid, and she is told that she cannot return. And hijinks ensue. Mm-hmm. How shameful! How embarrassing! I, it is. It is. <laughs> so we start Herman coming home last week Kermit was coming home isn't that yes. how that last that one started he mm-hmm. couldn't have his keys well this time maybe there is some continuity <laughs> he's got a big chain with keys on it and he's yeah. coming home Did he still can't, still can't open the door either way still can't open the can't door, open door but, save his no. life is that the chain yeah. wallet he's got there on his... yeah he is he's got some jinko jeans on big chain wallet <laughs> open up the door lily's like oh sounds like someone's at the door so she goes to pull the door. He goes to do something. And then, boy, th- this episode starts. Everybody's on each other. So yes. the door rips open. Herman's got the knob in his hand. And, he's, and then he goes, look what you did. <laughs> like, <laughs> he's mad. <laughs> he's the one holding a chunk of the door and the doorknob in his hand. And he blames mm-hmm. Lily. Did yeah. he not feel like it give, like opening up? He was just yeah. stubbornly holding on to it to keep it closed, I guess. Yeah. I, I think there's a lot of behind the scenes, uh, uh, like and not not between like Fred Gwynn and Yvonne, but like there's some behind the you know pre what we get to see of the monsters because Herman and Lily seem to be like annoyed with the Herman seems very annoyed with Lily a lot in this episode overall. Well, I, I, think- I mean he 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 likes he's been he like that just starts it like he's like blaming her for stuff and like. I was like, wow, take it easy on her, Herman. You know, but it seems like maybe they were in a big argument before we even started this. Possible. Yeah. But it also shows that Sherman's dumb because he's pulling the door <laughs> and Lily's pulling the door. Uh, yep. It only goes one way. Mm-hmm. So, and Lily was right. 
So anyway, then we get some ADR um, voice <laughs> replacement, and Lily's like, we have much more serious problems. <laughs> Did Grandma blow up the dungeon? No. Marilyn came home from college crying because they said not to come back. Then there's some more ADR uh, with Herman and Lily. Boy, they must have lots of microphone problems. And then Lily says she's crying her eyes out. And then, of course, Herman did that once. <laughs> and it took forever to get him back in. And why yep. is that? Because he's oh, Frankenstein's monster. He's some sort of, yeah, undead being or something. Yeah. And they have no idea why she's upset. Nobody said, what's wrong, Marilyn? They just let her run upstairs and cry. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Lily wonders if it's because of her grades. And now, boy, Herman really leans in and says, yes. yeah, she's from your side and y'all are dumb. <laughs> it's your sister's kid. And, uh, you know, I don't want to say nothing, but y'all are idiots. Yeah. I got the monster brains. And then Lily's yeah. like, oh, yeah. I love that. That was so weirdly, like, antagonistic. But yeah. it was so funny, too. But, but Lily is like, what line were you in when they handed out brains? Yeah. And I'm like, well, because he's a Frankenstein monster. You know, and, he's, and then Herman's like, well, they brought everything to me. I got curbside, curb service. Yep. Or, or modern day, he ordered on his phone and pulled up and they... They brought it out. They pulled mm. it into slot two, yep. put it in the app. Yeah. Yep. Just leave it at my door. Out yeah. says, it's, uh, it's Uber Eats. What yeah. if somebody eats his brains when he got there? You know? Yeah. 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 You, you never know. What's his face from The Daily Show could be eating his brains right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then we get the <laughs> banger. And then we come back. Grandpa is pissed at the college. And this is kind of where we started with the opener. But he said something. I'll turn myself into a California student and upset the whole campus. <laughs> so okay. I thought they were in California. I thought so too. Mm-hmm. But then wouldn't that you just be turning into a student because they're in California? <laughs> uh, maybe maybe it means like um, University of California. University of California? Yeah, yeah. Maybe, maybe he's a cold bear. Seemed oddly specific. I feel like he could just go to a college campus and they would upset everyone. Like just as But himself. yeah, just he wouldn't even have to like dress up <laughs> as a student. He would just have to go there. Yeah. So Marilyn has a note that says she didn't pay for last semester. And Lily's like, Well uh, Herman's like, Well, you handle the checkbook, you find out. <laughs> so that's where we came in at with the things she paid so all the other bills, the water hardening. Ugh. Uh, oh, but we had this. So this episode is a 1960s version of Family Guy, or Family Guy is a 19 or 2000s version of the Munsters, because Herman goes, "This is so embarrassing. No one's been thrown out of school since Grandpa oh. got caught hanging in the rafters <laughs> at Vassar." Yeah, I had to get in out of the rain. I had to get out of the rain for two weeks, and then so. <laughs> But that's like one of those things you think that's bad. Yeah. Grandpa got cut out of mm-hmm. the to some sort of flashback. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. And I there's like to several of these in this episode. Mm-hmm. Also, one more thing. Mm-hmm. Why did Grandpa want to get out of the rain? They love the rain. Good right? question. I did not cross my mind, but you are right. He should yes. love it out there. Yeah. Oh, well. So and Lily's what? paid yeah. for everything like we heard in the intro, except for that. So Grandpa's going to go down. Herman's like, hell no, this is mine, G. <laughs> uh, Marilyn wonders if Herman can leave work. We already heard all this. So yeah. then we cut to Westbury College. The basketball coach, very excited. Well, I couldn't tell who was the coach and what was the other dude. So the head coach was the guy that looked like 
what was Keith was that the old coaches from the Pistons? Chuck uh Daly. Daly, yeah. He looked kind of like him. But then there was the other guy in the, like, the sweatsuit with a whistle. What was he? I guess he was like the assistant, maybe. I don't yeah. know. Trainer. I wrote down trainer. Anyway, the trainer's excited. The coach is excited. This kid named Mallory is coming, and he spent six years in high school in Kentucky. Ugh. But I wrote this down because this made me laugh. He's got footwork like a gazelle, hands like a gorilla, and he's tall as a giraffe. I'm like, holy shit, this kid's huge. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's a big guy. Yeah, that's pretty impressive. But they call him a big dumb ape from the hills. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes, they do. <laughs> so, oh, they have no respect so the, for this guy. The, yeah. the predecessor to the hick from French Lick <laughs> is Mallory, the big dumb ape from the hills. Also, I, I, I like how they, they they give him a nickname Moose. So you're imagining, like, immediately you're picturing, like, a really, really big dude. Yeah. His yeah. nickname is his name is Moose Mallory. And so you you do picture a Herman sized individual. Yes. With a name exactly. like Moose. Because every other moose you see like in movies is like this, like my name is Moose, mm-hmm. you know, he's like a big guy, Huge can't fit through a door sort, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Usually uh, you know, he's a a lineman for football, mm-hmm. not not a, a basketball player. So yeah, I'm picturing like a big shouldered tall dude. Uh because what was the last time where Herman gets mistaken for that, um, like the driver? Yeah. In, oh, in the, the getaway, guy. that yeah. that guy is actually pretty big. I mean, he's not Herman yeah. big, but he's still pretty big. And that's what I'm picturing for Moose. Yeah. At least at this point. So, how many episodes is now where Herman has been mistaken for something else? <laughs> Which is surprising, you know. It's, Herman is very uh, recognizable as a grotesque being like how does he keep getting reckoned mixed up with these other people so we have a frankenstein's monster here that gets mistaken for moose mallory who plays basketball we haven't gotten that far yet but it happens he was mistaken for a robot he was mistaken yep. for uh, a criminal his own was, twin brother his own twin what was there when you just said keith uh like the getaway driver guy the getaway yeah, the, driver, the getaway driver it's, it's yeah. always like we've never seen this guy but he's big and angry and yeah. dumb <laughs> and then in walks herman they're like well that's got to be him <laughs> Uh, so anyway, the coach, they have a plan foolproof. They're going to be on scholarship. And before he can flunk out to win the championship. And then the other coach with the whistle, he'll be off to bigger and better things. I don't know why, but he will be. Uh, this sounds well. I mean, it's, you know, just like anything today. We're like, you know, somebody does good at one place and they, they bolt before, uh, yeah. people realize that they were paying people. And yeah. What's his face coaches, the Seahawks, Pete Carroll, uh, so anyway, he's late. He was supposed to be here at three thirty, and now the coach is very puzzled and concerned. Right? He had like a weird. He like crossed his arms mm-hmm. and like furrowed his brow. He's like, "Oh, it's the first time in the city. Maybe we should have met him." Yeah, probably. You yeah. think you're big star recruit? Maybe you should have met him or had yeah. somebody go meet him. Like, yeah, especially after you called him like yeah. a big idiot or whatever. He's a, yeah. this guy's a big dummy in the city Co- for the first coach time. Coach K's not doing that. No. Uh, Nick Saban's no, not doing not. that with prize recruits. No, I like to go and meet all of my recruits at the bus station. <laughs> uh, so the that's big goon, co- I like that. It's a good coach. That's K. my coach. K. Yeah. yeah. So the big goon, they say, they say the big goon could be wandering around like a zombie cut to Herman <laughs> who can't figure anything out. There's arrows with words point on painted on the wall, like library this way, mm-hmm. science lab this way. He's like, oh, you need a PhD to figure out how to get around here. Yep. So 
then to cement that Herman is not smart, <laughs> he asks a statue for directions. Yes, he talks to a statue for a long time. Yes, honestly. he does. He has a so it looked like, it looked like somebody Lily knew. No, no it's Lily's well, brother, so Lester. Is that what he's he goes, talking about? You look just standing there. You look just like my wife's brother. Uh, Not Lester. So we, in this episode, we learned that Lily has a sister and mm-hmm. another brother. Maybe he's like the living statue or something. <laughs> it must be. He's, he's made of bronze. Yes. It's kind of Abe Lincoln-ish, but not quite. Mm-hmm. But it, anyway, he does have that conversation. Excuse me. Oh, wait, you're not alive. Then he talks to him some more, starts to walk yeah. away, and then he's like, hold on. He comes back to explain mm-hmm. himself to the statue. <laughs> so we, oh. so we cut to Coach is going to give this Moose character another 10 minutes. Well, I'll give this Yokel another 10 minutes. And then the door opens, and there's Herman standing there. And he's taller than the door, which I liked. Mm-hmm. Like the door opens, so you can't see his square head. And then they're like, "Oh, you think that's him? It's got to be him." So he comes in, and they're like, "Whoa!" And now Whistleman, he is a little freaked out by Herman. Mm-hmm. Coach Daly, not so much. He's looking at him. He's like, mm, "Okay, he's big. He's real yeah. big." <laughs> now, Tells- is it just me, or does it look like Herman steps down? Like when maybe. he comes to, when he comes to come in, in through the actual. Oh door, yeah, you're right. Of, he did like there was like a maybe it was hard for him to bend, so they gave him a step to come down. Yeah, because he does. It's not like he like leans in to like go underneath. He like oh. literally like it'd be like if he like squatted down on his knees a little bit and then walked in. It could yeah. be because he can't feel the mm. the top of his head, so mm. he probably rammed into shit all the time. <laughs> mm-hmm. So. And in canon, that's probably just his reality warping powers is going to help <laughs> yes. him out as he steps as like the ground shifts beneath his feet. So, mm-hmm. yep. Yeah, perfect. Keep it in canon. To give him clearance. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, the ground is like the the house from Encanto. It just moves around <laughs> and lets him <laughs> manipulate and walk around. It's great. So uh, he gets in there, and the coach is like, "Grab a chair." And for some reason, there's an incredibly heavy barbell on the chair. Like, yeah. that's not where you would store a barbell. No. How did but they Herman, get there in the first yeah, place? I don't know. It is real heavy because Herman grabs it with one hand and he goes, here you go. And he gives it to the other dude and it rips him to the ground. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you're right, Terry. How did it get there? Why did it get there? Yes. Why did somebody put that there? Whoever like, put it there, it's probably been sitting there for a long time because obviously coaches cannot move it. No. Probably get the whole team in there to lift it. No. Herman sits, and then we have probably the fifteenth episode where we do this. How tall are you? <laughs> he says he's seven foot three. And then the air coach goes, In your stocking feet? No, in my stocking feet I'm seven foot four. I wear really thick socks. That is one of the <laughs> dumbest things ever. I swear yeah. to God. Yeah. That's uh, so it- dumb. Yeah, it's an early version of uh, was in Fletch. He's six foot, six six with afro. Six, but it's it's not even that. It doesn't even make sense. Yeah. You would think his shoes would make him seven three. He takes off his shoes. The same socks that he had on inside of his shoes don't just like expand, or maybe they do. Who knows? <laughs> Reality warping feet. Mm-hmm. They're inflatable socks. Inflatable socks. Yeah, they're like the the inflatable devices on an airplane. You like. Pull the string. Yes, I I wear mine on the skooma just in case something happens all the time. You know what they are? Have you ever seen those? Um, they're 
they're, they're like socks that fill up with water and they're like massage socks. And like oh. they're supposed to be warm water and they bubble and huh. and it's it's uh, with well speaking of airplanes, it's something you would see in like the airplane skyball catalog. I missed that. Uh this whole sub- subject. No, I don't remember those though. Oh, oh well. So then that makes people look at it weird. And then they're like, well, we gotta give you a tryout. Uh how are you at passing? And then Herman and then of course here we get all the the dumb Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm very good at passing. I passed two trucks on a station wagon on the way over here. Uh, They're like, boy, this guy is dumb. Yeah. Coach looks very <laughs> concerned that Herman is a moron. Yep. Very concerned. As he Jerry, be. the trainer, uh, I have no clue who he is, uh, shows him to the locker room. <laughs> he goes, come on, Moose. And Herman laughs. Oh, you mm-hmm. college kids and your <laughs> nicknames. He loves that. He likes mm-hmm. being called Moose. How about now, sticks? Here's where it happens and um, here's where the magic starts in this episode the bus oh, pulls, we're at the bus station the bus pulls mm-hmm. up and a tall kid and a country yokel dad get off uh, yeah. holy shit <laughs> holy shit uh-huh. this this is it's all it is too much it is way too much <laughs> i was immediately concerned like we're gonna be spending a lot of time with these people aren't we oh god yeah also that's not a moose no, he is not yeah, a moose. True. Yeah. He kind of looked, in my mind, like Alan Tudyk. Yes, yes, he does. You're like, right. Hmm. He looks like Alan Tudyk. Maybe his dad. Anyway, now the bus was two hours late on account of hitting that mule. Uh, <laughs> yes. <laughs> this is a different show. These guys do not feel like they belong here at all. Yeah. Gonna have to track down that college ourselves, because they're like, they're like, well, why is it nobody meeting us here? Well, we're late because of that mule, and mm-hmm. get to be ourselves. Best to get walking, and boy, Dad does not like that at all. <laughs> no, like, no, walk. You're crazy. You play basketball. You won't have to walk again. And I'm like, uh, okay. <laughs> Gonna get one of them convertibles. Oh God! Yeah. Oh, and Moose doesn't get it none. I, I, that's what I wrote here. Moose <laughs> don't get it none. Uh, it's like I don't understand. <sighs> yeah, it is. It was weird. very difficult. The dad's like, "You do the play and let leave the thinking to me." And then Moose says, "Best get to walk." And then they get they just walk anyways. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. And 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 again, it is that guy's got. Uh, the the dad, um, he's only got one verse. Like the other guy's known for doing a lot of dialects. Mm-hmm. The other guy has one thing. No, that that's his thing. That is he his was... thing, and it is it is everything that it's what the sheriff Nottingham sounds like. It's what he sounds like in Green Acres. It's like, yep. like, it is one thing and one thing only. He he is offer only on all of his roles. He, they just call him like, hey, you want to do this? And he says yes. He doesn't have to audition. They know what they're getting with him. We need a Kentucky yokel voice. A guy we, that can recite right. lines with that voice. Yep. Yeah, we know who to call. Oh, so we yeah. cut to Herman. He's in his like uh, trainer outfit, sweatsuit. <laughs> love it. Love it when Herman's got a new outfit. I got yeah. it. I love it's that every a, single time. Herman doesn't wear a new outfit very often. Mm-hmm. You're right, Terry. So this is good. And I, re- I actually really enjoyed this whole little yes. segment here. Yes. So Herman wants to see the dean. I'm like... <laughs> So the coach thinks Herman is a moron, which is is pretty spot on. He goes, first, you have to play some basketball for Coachy. 
Yes. I'm like, oh. Calls yeah. Coach. <laughs> I'm like, oh my god, that was so funny. Oh. It's a he rule said, we have around here. Yeah. He said that. I'm like, oh my goodness. And Herman's like, I bet they don't have these rules at Princeton. <laughs> so Herman, who's holding the basketball the entire time, not in a way that would make you think that he's gripping it, but in a way that make you think it's taped to his hand. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's just like <laughs> waving his hand around with the ball. He flings the ball over his shoulder. And they're like, don't you want to get in a position? And it goes in on that. He sinks it. Yeah. And they from that, from what would be considered one of the luckiest shots on the face of the earth, <laughs> they go, he's sensational. Yeah. This is that's the only part that bothers me because now they're like, let's do layups. And Herman's like, <laughs> he's just he's laughing. Very excited. Yeah, he, he's in on it now. Yeah. He laughs and he clomps his way over, grabs the ball again, and he lays it in, throws it over his shoulder, starts dunking it. They're like, yes. oh my God. And mm-hmm. yes, it's not Fred Gwynn. It's very obviously no. another person in the Herman Munster outfit. Do you want to know who it is? Yes. It is Daryl Imhoff. Oh. Uh, Daryl Imhoff, he played uh, NBA basketball for the Knicks, the Pistons, the Lakers, the Sixers, the Cincinnati Royals, and the Portland Trailblazers. Mm. Uh, wow. He was he was a walk on at the University of California Berkeley. Hmm. He was a two time All American. Was a top rebounder uh, in 1959 for the NCAA championship team and hit a winning basket with 17 seconds remaining. Hmm. Leading oh. scorer and rebounder of the 1960 NCAA runner up team, and he was a member of the gold medal winning 1960s uh, Olympic basketball team. Pretty solid basketball player, and his only IMDb credit is uh, the Munsters, Herman Munster in basketball game. Yeah. Nice. Well, I mean, he's dunking it. He's dribbling between his legs. He's passing over his shoulder. The rest of the team comes up. They're like, oh, who is this hot shot? Frankenstein's monster. (laughs) And so they're like, he's globetrotter in it. He is. He misses calling. He should not be at the funeral home. He should be playing basketball. Yes. He's a natural. Which, which, by the way, this then I think like because they they film this and they know that he's in this also, I think then leads to like grandpa saying that, you know, uh, he showed up as a California student on campus. Hmm. It's a a little nod to to Imhoff being a a UC Berkeley kid. Maybe very possible. Mm -hmm. So Herman Duncan passing, shooting it over his head. Little hook shots, little layups, easy peasy. He even punches one in. He serves it like a volleyball, yeah, kind of. I'm like, yeah. oh my God. And he hasn't missed a single shot. Nope. So he is a bit sensational. And mm-hmm. I like how every time they actually show Herman and you have to get to see it's Herman, like it's obvious he is not on an actual basketball court. He yeah. is just, <laughs> uh, it's not even like green screen. Well, I guess it could be for that time. He's just, he's in front of a wall. Yes. Just doing weird stuff. And it's, he looking at the way that he's doing stuff, it's like there's no physical way that ball could ever go in the hoop. Well, I mean, his well, except for Her- Herman's uh bending physics and stuff like that as well, it's yeah. still manipulating mm, and then yeah, warping yeah. reality probably helped yeah. him out. But yeah, it's it's just so crazy how they keep every time they show him, he's just in <laughs> solitaire by himself, nobody's near him. Yeah, yeah, when he shoots it, he creates a gravity well right over there. Oh, yeah. So yeah. you just got to throw it in the direction. Okay, so he punches one in, and then he's walking away, flings one over his shoulder that goes through the backboard. And I'm like, okay, there's the Herman we all know and love. <laughs> and he's like, ah, 
but Herman wants to see the dean about tuition, and they're like, oh, Herman, you sign this paper, you'll never have to worry about tuition again. Herman's like, all right, because that's the only reason he's there. He just assumes this is some weird hazing. I don't know. Yeah, I don't so know. So he signs a paper, and they're like, see ya, and Herman leaves. And as Herman leaving, he sees the rope hanging from the ceiling of <laughs> the uh, the gym. And yeah. I didn't even have to watch the rest because I knew what was going to happen. <laughs> Herman looks at it and he says, boy, I'm going to climb this rope. In his head, at least. Mm-hmm. He grabs it and then he pulls the rope down from the ceiling and then chunks of ceiling come down and land on his head. And then he does the, <laughs> like, the, I don't know what to do. I'm Herman Munster. Look. Yep. Yeah, Did he say fiddlesticks at that point too? Mm, I don't. I thought he so. said it. He I thought he said. I mean, it's totally possible. No, there was. I thought there was at least one time that he said fiddlesticks in this episode. He may I have. I didn't write it down. I mean, I only watched it like an hour and a half ago. You think I'd remember? <laughs> we started an hour and a half ago. Uh, so the coach thinks they'll have the best season in school history, and then there's a knock at the door, and it's the Mallorys. You reckon we're in the right place? Uh, and then I, I really enjoyed this line because coach goes, no, fellas, the course in television acting is down the hall. <laughs> I'm like, this here's Moose Mallory. Oh, no, we just signed Moose Mallory. And then it's like, wait a minute. If you're Moose Mallory, then who was that? Wait, look, look at the signature. Oh, no. And they pulls whistle man over and he says look at this it says herman munster we should have seen the signature prior to this moment verified <laughs> it had this notarized anything mm-hmm. we didn't do that no because we're gonna win a championship greatest team in the history of the school why so would we check things they just assume they found some other extremely gifted athlete that stumbled here by <laughs> <Yes>. mistake <laughs> and they're not gonna question fate they're nope. like hey we got herman munster he will make any other basketball player look like a creep. What <laughs> <laughs> a weird way to say that, yeah. <laughs> I was like, okay. So then Whistleman goes, how do we get rid of these hillbillies? They came all the way from Kentucky. <laughs> oh, Coach says, I will graciously explain the situation in the fine tradition of college <laughs> athletics. And he goes over. The job's Phil. Get lost, you bum. Yes, that was amazing. That's one of the best jokes in the whole show so far. I Just, was cracking up. Yeah. Straight up D-bag. Yeah. Get like, lost, wow. you bum. He even calls him a bum. Don't worry. I'll take care of it. I'll, just, I'll handle it. Don't worry. Just very nice and calm and then walk you mm-hmm. on. It's great. It basically shoves them out the door. Yes. Yeah, yeah, totally. You like, probably would have kicked him in the seat of the pants if yeah. there wasn't a giant yeah hole in the ground that Herman had to walk through to get them. <laughs> so Herman, uh, Marilyn, Lily, and Grandpa, they are at dinner. And Herman, very proud of himself, explains to Marilyn the tuition's all taken care of. Talks about the strange rules and working out in the gym. Grandpa, very suspicious. And then Eddie runs in with the evening paper with Herman's name in it. And Herman's like, what? My name? Eddie's like, right there on the sports page. Coach Roger Denham predicts a winning season with the enrollment of local athlete Herman Munster. Now, Grandpa looks positively giddy. <laughs> yes. Oh, yeah. Very excited. Mm-hmm. Oh, he's looking forward to getting on campus. No, he's, oh, I, well, maybe. I think he's got other plans. Marilyn looks very concerned and he says, Wait till I tell the guys. And he runs out. I think Eddie, or 
grandpa was excited because he's going to lay into Herman now. Because <laughs> everyone starts yelling at Herman. Yes. Everybody is just giving it to him. Yeah. He's getting roasted again. Yeah. He is he three-pronged attack <laughs> on Herman and is he's just getting yelled at <laughs> and grandpa is like that was that was your tuition and not Marilyn's. And then grandpa leans in even more. He goes, sometimes I don't think you have enough sense to come in out of the rain. I do what? all the time. Once again, they love the rain. That's <laughs> right? True. That's there's their a, thing. You know, there's a scene of like Marilyn and Herman like sitting outside in the rain at one point in the show, I believe. And yes. Like, what a lovely day or something. They love the rain. Mm-hmm. This is twice in this episode where they've talked about getting another rain. Uh, and Herman's like, sure, I do. I've done it lots of times. <laughs> then Lily lays into him. Yes. You're so gullible. <laughs> you think this is bad. This is almost as worse as the time you went to that television show and almost ended up as queen for a day. <laughs> what does that mean? <laughs> no clue. But this is where I do want the cutaway. Yes. I want that flashback. <laughs> I want to see Herman as queen for the day. Yeah, I would yeah. love that. It's like him and this like old woman and they're they're the they're finalists. Yes. <laughs> and the winner is and Herman's all <laughs> and then he puts it on the other woman. Uh, four is... women, each with a sob story vibe become queen for a day. It was on uh for for a while it was on radio, but then it was on NBC. ABC had it for a while as well. And uh it was also syndicated from nineteen sixty nine to nineteen seventy. But it was on in like nineteen forty five. Uh, and then also Lifetime did a special in 2004. Oh, there you go. Wow. Yeah. So that's kind of an old reference, even for the Munsters, so 1945. Yeah. But, well, it, it was on NBC from 56 to 60, and then ABC from oh, 60 to 64. Okay. So, like, right, yeah, right at the same exact time here. Uh, yeah. I'll give it props. It did, like, send my imagination flying. Yeah. Like, I, was yeah. like oh, I like my version better. <laughs> yeah. So, Marilyn is still sad. Lily yells at Herman some more. Don't just sit there with that vacant look on your face. <laughs> Aren't you worried about this mess you've gotten into? Oh. And he's like, darn right I am. Need I to figure out how that. to get into shape before basketball season starts. Yeah. <laughs> love it. And But man, Herman, everyone in this show, like Herman's giving it to Lily early on. Yeah. Herman calls Lily's family a bunch of idiots. Yep. <laughs> now everybody's yelling at her. Herman. <laughs> So Papa Mallory, he reads the same paper, apparently, the evening one, and he figures this Herman Munster is the one that rinky-dinked Moose out of the basketball team. And that's what he said, rinky-dinked. Moose should have known. It's like, I thought this town was full of fancy people. Uh, The bus station vending machine didn't give me a comb. It shot pre-fume at me. Oh boy. Yeah. Oh, okay. like, well, I can't smell it. It must not have been enough to take. Ugh. And so, for some reason, that Munster City Slickers address is in the paper. Yes, they listed where he <laughs> That's lives. That's what I thought was weird. I'm like, is his address in there? No, yeah. his journalists don't do that. No, no. Why there it is. Why, why they dox Herman Munster? Yeah, but they, they did. Doxed him. <laughs> How, however, I, even if it wasn't, like, if they didn't add it, somebody could go down and be like, Anybody ever see this weird looking dude? And go, do you mean the giant green guy with red eyes? Yeah, he lives over there. You can't miss the house. I mean, they could have opened up a phone book too. I bet they're listed. Anyway, we're going to go find that Yankee and rearrange his bones Kentucky style. (laughs) Oh, yeah. What what does that that mean? What does that mean? Like chicken, I assume. 
his face would look like Annie Lou Humphrey when she fell in the feeding trough and them swill happy hogs just about chomped her to death. Oh my god. Wow. So that's another one of those. You think that's bad? <laughs> He's going to look like Annie Lou Humphrey when she fell like this hyper specific uh, Kentucky anecdote. Oh. It's their equivalent of like Derek, when you and me talk about something very specific of oh, like it, high school. Very, yeah. It's very hyper-specific. I don't ever have you talk about anything hyper-specific like that. <clears throat> I groan when it happens. Uh, so back at the Munster house, Grandpa and Lily are still yelling at him. Yep, yep. And Grandpa, Grandpa, he called, Grandpa, very responsible, called down to the school and the coach, he'll be there all evening. So you better get your butt down there and figure this out, Herman. <laughs> <laughs> But Herman doesn't want to go get yelled at by those nice yeah, men. Those nice men might yell at me. He says. Yes. And then <laughs> Lily goes, are you a man or a mouse? <laughs> like, holy shit. <laughs> Lily is very upset at Herman. Yeah. And I'll be real honest. Herman didn't necessarily do anything wrong. He just no. wanted to find that. And before he could even make his inquiry, everyone assumed he was somebody else and shoved mm-hmm. him around. And, you know, right? he was having the time of his life, too, yeah. when he was down there. He was having a blast. I think he might have found his passion. Yeah. It's passion. Yeah. My calling in life is basketball, Lily. You never knew this about me. <laughs> Are you a man of mouse? And Herman's like, uh, after so many years, hundreds of years or whatever, you can't tell me already? I'm like, hmm. Now the yokels, the Kentucky folk, they're outside. Her monster house, but it's not raining, sunny, very windy. Wolf howls. Yep. They think the monsters live in a mansion, very fancy house. No one back home could afford something this nice. Yeah, they're very impressed, and they are not intimidated by the monsters. No, well. no not at all. Now, not- this entire time they're outside, mm-hmm. there is like this, this hoe down country, like acoustic yeah. guitar song playing mm-hmm. that I really enjoyed. It, it was, was nice. Yeah. yeah. I'll just throw out that I think it's a missed opportunity. You should have the Munsters theme, but like all like country style. That yeah. Nice. Oh, that is a missed opportunity, right? <laughs> yeah. But. So Papa Mallory comes up and knocks on the door and you hear Herman answers. They're not scared. No. Like what you think, Paul? I think the hogs already chomped on this boy's <laughs> face. Back to that hyper-specific reference. Yeah, referencing it. Yep. <laughs> but now we cut to they're all inside. The Mallory's are on the monster's couch, and Papa Mallory's so upset he's explaining everything. And then they kick me this out, and blah 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 blah. And they were going to sheep dip Herman's gizzards. Mm-hmm. <laughs> wow. Lily explains that it's just a mix-up. Mallory's aren't scared by they're not I noticed they're not scared by the monsters at all. Yes. No. See, not one bit. These these people, these southern people have been kind of annoying for a lot of it, but I actually really like this angle where there's mm-hmm. finally just some people like they seem perfectly comfortable around They're the too monsters. dumb to be scared by the monsters. I yeah. think that's what the takeaway is. Mm, but I liked oh. it. That was nice. It was refreshing. Yes. <laughs> so Herman explains that yeah, I just headed down there to straighten it all out. And Herman tells the Mallory's, hang tight. Chill with my fam. I'm going to go figure this out. And then I want to come back. It's all good. So Grandpa Lily are going to make the guests feel comfortable. 
Papa Mallory instantly puts his feet up on the table. Yes. <laughs> and then he tells Grandpa if he came to their hometown dutied up like that, people would bury him before he could blink an eye. Oh, Grandpa, Grandpa says, likes that. Oh, thank mm -hmm. you. I'll consider mm -hmm. that invitation. <laughs> I enjoyed that. That was good, yeah. And, you know, a vampire, they, all they need is an invitation. Yep. Mm -hmm. Oh, <laughs> good call. He's going to go call, destroy yeah. a whole Kentucky town. Yeah. <laughs> They're doomed. Lily says, <laughs> hey, the fire went out, Grandpa. Why don't you go fix that? The fire didn't go out. There were flames. Uh, Grandpa <laughs> goes to light it back up. He blows on it, and a big ball of fire comes out. Moose's feet, which are up on the table as well, catch on fire. And he says to his dad, you're closer to my feet. Can you put them out? So the dad stands up and starts beating his feet with his head and says, don't expect me to do it every time. And then eventually he can't put the fire out. So he just puts the hat over the top and the yep. fire continues to burn underneath, <laughs> which I really enjoyed. Grandpa is like frozen Almost, it seemed like he he doesn't even blink. He is fixated <laughs> on what's happening with the fire and putting out the fire on the feet. I mean, it's not like he does anything to try to help. And he literally looks, I don't think he blinks the whole time. He's just staring like, <laughs> I'm like, did they just like edit in something different? <laughs> it's nope. just a still of grandpa. I mean, no, it's yeah, grandpa. Just he just doesn't know how to do like space work. Yeah. <laughs> Look busy, grandpa. Mm. He just stares. Yeah. So back at the coach's office, what do you mean you won't play basketball for this noble institution? Are you out of your skull? And then, of course, Herman has to touch his skull. Yeah. Oh, no, I haven't been out of it in years. Actually, he doesn't. Mm. I'm going to give him props because he doesn't say anything, I don't think. I think he just touches his head like, is it still there? And then that's it. I was going to say, I'm pretty proud that they didn't actually have Herman say. No, unless he I, had this, a line. Did he? Yeah. He oh, says, God. I haven't been out of it in years. Oh, well, never mind. I take back all my compliments about that. Yeah. Well, there's the moment <laughs> where they do the, the same joke again, and he doesn't say anything. Oh, maybe yeah. that's what I'm thinking of. Okay. Herman, he just can't accept the scholarship. They think Herman's trying to strong arm him because that's what Herman Boy, boy, this has got every episode wrapped up into it uh, in some <laughs> capacity. They're like, well, he, he's not happy with just a scholarship. He's trying to get more money or a convertible. Herman just doesn't want the scholarship because it isn't his. It belongs to another. And in the interest of fair play, blah, 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 blah. There's all sorts of stuff. And then the coach goes, he is out of his skull. And that's where Herman just kind of uh. like adjusts his skull a little bit with a concerned look on his face. And now... We come back. We are in the kitchen. And this is where we have a clip. Come right this way, Mr. Mallory. This here is our kitchen. Oh, a separate room for eating vittles. And now look at all these modern conveniences. <laughs> look here, Paul. Well, there's no pump. The water just comes splattering right out of the pipe in. Yes, and that's, uh, that's one of them new uh, automatic dishwashers I've heard tell about. And this is our icebox. Oh, land of Goshen, look at all them eggs. And big ones, too. Oh, yes, and we keep our own vultures out in the back. Ooh, I'd sure hate to reach under one of them critters when they is nesting. Wouldn't you, Paul? Marilyn comes down and sparks a flying between Moose and Marilyn. Yes. Mm -hmm. So 
the mallards come in and they're wowed by a kitchen and those eggs are enormous did you notice that there was an actual lantern burning inside of their icebox I didn't no, notice I did not. that. No. Yeah, there's a gas lantern burning inside hmm. the icebox. No, I was too taken back by the size of the eggs. Yeah, but they got their vulture eggs, which are mm-hmm. probably the most delicious of eggs. Artisanal, uh, free-range uh, home. Yes, yeah, free-range homegrown vulture vultures. Eggs. Yeah, and then Moose comes down, or not Moose, Marilyn comes down and Moose just takes off his little uh, straw hat. <laughs> God, God bless it. We didn't really describe Papa Mallory because he's wearing overalls and a tie. Uh, yeah. Boy, oh boy. All the modern conveniences, and they're blown away by them all. And it's like, hell boy. But anyway, Moose and, Ma- uh, Moose and Marilyn, they hit it off, right? Yeah. And there's sparks. Like, What's that? There's sparks. This is, yeah, yeah getting a little spicy. Real sparks. So, now, I think this is the first time. That Pat Priest has been instantly in love as Marilyn with somebody else. Mm-hmm. Yep. Because that so. was always, uh, uh, I've already forgot her name, Beverly Owens. That was her jam. Like, and Moose it, gets close to her, not super close. No. Yeah, Moose is rather polite. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Grandpa suggests that Marilyn take the young man out back to see the garden. <laughs> and they're like, oh, we, let's do it. Well, he says, don't step on the poison ivy. It's just starting to bloom. <sighs> So Papa Mallory sure hopes that Herman can straighten it all out so they can move up there and live high on the hog. <laughs> oh, and you know, Moose, he gives Marilyn a compliment that I thought was pretty funny. He says, you're prettier than a bucket full of hog livers. <laughs> <laughs> and then and then didn't uh, uh, Papa Mallory go, well, she is the pick of the litter. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so he, he realizes that they're hideous, they're hideous family. Yeah. And then here comes Marilyn. <laughs> They just not scared by him. Yeah, that's all. He's probably also wondering if she's DTF. Mm, <laughs> yes, definitely. Mm-hmm. Was well, Marilyn? She seems like she's. Uh, she, man, I don't. She she seems like she's in control of herself, and mm-hmm. she enjoys yep. going on dates. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. So who knows? Cut back to the coach yelling at Herman. You sign the paper, and you're going to play. Trainer's like, yeah, where's your sportsmanship? Coach says, I refuse to tear up the contract and sign Mallory. Herman throws a classic Herman fit, and he smashes the desk into the floor. He's like, I won't, I won't, I won't, I won't. <laughs> and he just beats the desk into the concrete ground, mm-hmm. straight <laughs> down. Like, like a hammer to a nail. Yeah. Yes. And then Herman realizes what he's done. And he sees that they're scared. So Herman goes, what are you going to do about it? <laughs> Herman, throwing some weight. Yeah. Coach starts to tear the contract. Like I said, I'm going to tear this contract and sign Mallory. So Herman saves the day. Yep. Come back from mm. the commercial break. We have a radio hooked up to a car battery. And there's the radio broadcast. And now for the local sports. Now for the local sports scene. Moose. Moose Mallory led his team to its 15th straight victory and scored 68 points. That's one hell of a game. And it's a conference record. Coach sees the team going to the championships undefeated. Grandpa is so happy. He's so happy. He's got a big grin. He's pumping his fist. He goes, yeah. it's just what I wanted to hear. Like he had money on the game. He might probably. have. Yeah. 
He's just a big basketball head, I think. You know, he just loves yeah. basketball. Oh, yeah. He loves the game. Turns mm-hmm. out Grandpa is a big sportsman. He's big into wrestling, big into mm-hmm. basketball now. I bet you'll be big into other sports soon, too. So Lily, everyone's not mad at Herman anymore, says he has Herman to thank. And Herman says, if we can't help our fellow man up the ladder of success, we are pretty sorry excuses for human beings. Which was like a sincere statement yes. and made people laugh. Um Probably because the human beings part. I, I guess, know. yeah. I guess technically they're not. I, they're not. I don't know. I don't know what the logistics of that is. Got a vampire and a Frankenstein's monster. Whatever. I mean, and then, Herman, Herman at one time was several human beings. Several human beings. Mm-hmm. Minimum several. Then Marilyn comes in and says goodnight. She's going on a date with Moose Mallory. Yeah. And Lily's like, oh, that nice boy must see something in her that we don't. <laughs> I'm like, all right. Now we're in we're in the home stretch here, right? So mm-hmm. any at any moment could be the joke that ends the show. Yes. It wasn't that one. That could have been a good one, I guess. Yep. Grandpa Grandpa decides that he's gonna be a peeping Tom. Oh, yes. <laughs> like, I'm gonna go check these two <laughs> lovebirds out. He's like, Grandpa's I'm gonna go peek on Moose and Marilyn. That's what he yeah. says. He's like, huh? And then Herman's like, That's a good idea. Yeah. And Her- Herman and Lily, they follow too. They're like, yes. Well, let's all watch. All right. Keep yeah, your like pants up, Grandpa. Okay. Lily hey, says, you know, Herman, it must be hard for a boy like Moose to struggle through college on a scholarship. Herman says, you're right, Lily. I bet it calls for many sacrifices. Grandpa, Herman, and Lily, they all look out the front door, and they see Marilyn get into Moose's convertible. Grandpa goes, get a load of that car. Very impressed. Very impressed with the top-up convertible. Mm-hmm. Herman shrugs and says, he must have a job working nights at the school cafeteria. Credits. It's not horrible. It's not horrible. Uh, that was like that's a that's a B minus on their end of the show jokes. I think mm-hmm. it was okay, but I I think the whole thing is college sports are crooked. Is that what the takeaway from this is? Oh, yeah, guess, they've been that uh, way for ages. I get that. But, I don't know. They're just very overt b- about it. Well, there it was. Another riveting No Strain episode. <laughs> All-Star Monster. What would you guys think? I, I, I dug this one. I mm-hmm. The basketball scene uh, itself, you know, of him. I, I really wish they were actually going to get into, like, a game. Uh, like a scene of him actually playing in a game at some point for some reason. Um, much like in the wrestling one, when we actually had to go do the wrestling matches. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I, I like this, and I, I I enjoyed um the the guy from the Green Acres guy being in here and his weird little voice, and also the whole thing about like we finally get some people who come into the Monster House who aren't like, and and they've done this a couple times. Like even uh, the the Prince guy wasn't completely like freaked out and running away. He's still a little weirded out, but. But these guys come in, they're like, no, oh, all right, this big house. These guys must be rich and they're fine and nothing wrong with them. Yeah, the Brits guy, though, he was kind of like forced to do it. He had to endure it because otherwise he'd be fired. Mm-hmm. But still, I mean, he, he didn't like like a lot of the guys are like they run out the, the window or sure. you know, and, and up trees and stuff. Like that. And, but and now these guys are, are just like, oh, yeah, it's the monsters, normal people. Yep. Wasn't too yeah. shabby. No. What, do you, what do you think about you, Terry? 
I'd say this is an all-star episode. This is good. I like hey, this one. Hey, look at that. Yeah, it, it, was, it was good. It was a solid concept. It was really fun seeing Herman playing basketball. I do agree with you, Keith. That would have been great to actually see him like play against other players or something. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe we'll get that eventually. Surely we'll see Herman play other sports. Uh, but mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I just thought it was overall solid. Yeah, it was nice. The, the Kentucky people had me nervous because they seemed really annoying at first, but they did grow on me when they were hanging out with the Munsters. Um, but they were pretty annoying for a little bit. Yes. You know, there's some there's a couple things here and there that are kind of like uh, groaners, but so super solid. I, I, I like this episode quite a bit. Definitely one of my top episodes, I'd say. I'm going to agree with both of you. Yeah. It is the the only thing that keeps me from <clears throat> really, really loving this episode is one, how aggressively angry all the monsters are at one another <laughs> at some point or another. Yeah. Like they're yeah. screaming at one another. It's like, Jesus, calm down. And then how dumb the Kentucky people were. Like, yeah, they like I, 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 I get there's like a funny quality to it. Like, well, people from the South sure are stupid, right? Like, But it's like, holy smokes, right? That's just a lot. And it must be just more a product of the time, I guess. Mm-hmm. I don't know. But they, that, but they, I mean, still, it's still a thing. It's a bit much, a bit extra, as they say. It was. Like, they laid it on thick, and they brought mm-hmm. in Mr. Haney from Green Acres, right? Do his voice and stuff, and say convertible, convertible, and convenience. But like, so I think the part that really got me was when they're like, "You got a separate room for eating vittles, right?" And like, they're all excited about running water. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, oh, jeez, <laughs> Louise. Uh, but yeah, I think this one is a seven point seven IMDb. I feel that hits. That's like kind of in the area. It yeah. feels right, right. Mm-hmm. Maybe seven six, seven eight, somewhere around there. Yeah, I didn't think it was too bad. Uh, now, what would have broken the babysitter in this one? Oh, it's got to be when Grandpa says he's going to go peek on Marilyn, and <laughs> <laughs> she's probably in the background going like, "Excuse me, did you do that with all of like Marilyn's boyfriends? <laughs> like yep. that is concerning." Hmm. And the fact that all the other monsters are like, "Hmm, yeah, that sounds good," and they all Very get up perverse. and do it too. Yeah, it's like, yeah. uh. There's another layer to this monster's family dynamic that maybe she didn't really want to know much about, and it probably it it's, it stuck with her, and maybe not broke her immediately, but uh, yeah, eventually I think some revelations she, are going to come. She went home, and like the next day she woke up, she's like, "God, that was just too strange." It, yes, it, like she slept on it, and it was still bothering her. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> and then yeah, she wonders if they're peeping in on her when she leaves. Mm, oh yeah, yeah. paranoia kicks in. Yeah, Grandpa. I would not put it past Grandpa. He probably peeps on anybody who comes into that house. He's got the TV that he can see everything. So, yes. yeah, absolutely. He also just turn into like a fly or something, right? Yeah, Be a literal fly on the wall. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. concerning. He could be he could be watching us right now. He is watching us right now from mm-hmm. beyond the grave. <laughs> <laughs> because he's a vampire. I'm talking he's about Al Lewis. Dead. I'm not talking about he's, Grandpa. He's eating, eating, eating a bowl of pasta. And, uh, yep. Yeah. Al Lewis is chilling right now. And mm-hmm. It's like, that's right. I don't care to do it, Al Lewis. <laughs> Pretty good. Uh, I think that the uh, that the part that breaks the babysitter in this one is, I don't think they ever get Marilyn's tuition settled. Yeah, <laughs> that's a problem. Yeah, uh, 
I mean, it doesn't mean anything to her anymore. She's dating Moose, so yeah, she doesn't, but, she doesn't seem bothered by it. I, I, and yeah, I, it's probably just a simple plot hole thing, but they they solved the whole thing. I think Derek earlier, you're like, see, Herman saves the day. Like, you know, so I'm like, well, technically no, because the whole point of him saving the day was to get her back in school. Yeah, gotta go talk to the dean. And 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 by the way, I think just taking a check down would have yeah, been that was guys to say like this episode could have ended yeah. at minute three. Lily goes, oh, hold on. Let me just write a check and you could take it down there. Yeah, there we go. Okay, the babysitter breaks twice. One, when she realizes they don't just go <laughs> take a check down to get this done. And two, in the end, I don't think they've ever found out if she ever gets back in school or not. Yeah. I think the babysitter breaks when she sees Herman dunk. <laughs> her and Herman have played lots of like uh, uh, driveway basketball. Like oh. 21 together and <laughs> yeah. stuff like that. And she's never seen him dunk. In fact, she's won several times. Oh, right. And mm-hmm. then all of a sudden she sees Herman dunk and then she realizes that <laughs> Herman's been pulling back, not to embarrass her. Mm-hmm. And like her confidence is shattered. She's like, oh. I thought I was pretty good at basketball. <laughs> and that's what breaks the babysitter there. Oh. <laughs> Man, he probably could have stopped my crossover. Yeah. yeah. It's like I I thought I was breaking his ankles for real. And yeah. it might have been. Mm-hmm. <laughs> You think that's bad? Last time I broke my ankle, <laughs> I'd written a series of mystery novels and was kidnapped by my biggest fan. <laughs> hey, that, that, that's like a multiple things because yeah. it's like a misery and mm-hmm. <laughs> I should be a fan. Is Family Guy still on TV? I think so. Oh, I'm yeah. sure it is. Yeah. Oh, see, I, I quit watching a long time ago. <laughs> yeah. I need some I fresh blood, Derek. Show. I think I think you're assuring if you apply. Yeah, I need to get my spec script set up and send it in mm-hmm. unsolicited. That's the way they like it. I'm pretty they sure that's it. all the episodes are now are like him just saying, but that was like the time. Like five I different times no and idea. it just shows something and then they end the episode. That's what it, it is. could it could have turned into the raunchiest like softcore porn cartoon. And I wouldn't know. <laughs> I have no idea. I don't hear anybody talk about it, so I have no, no. idea. I have the first few seasons on DVD, so Oh boy! <laughs> but, I, but I've had them for I've had them for like twenty some years. So well, that's, you should have got rid of them nineteen years ago. No, no, the first the first few seasons are good. No, yeah. I liked it back in the day. I don't know. Universe the, the Chicken up. is one of my favorite things. Well, it's a it's a clip though, right? Like a, a clip that's funny. I, anyway, I'm not going <laughs> to sit here and uh, uh, you know litigate the merits of family guy are we going to be the family guy hunters next is that- no hell no <laughs> I, you, you couldn't pay me to sit through that I, i've seen a lot of episodes but i don't think you could pay me to go back and revisit it no no uh all right so that was season one episode 17 all-star monster it is a critically acclaimed critics being us episode yep. keith yes we know you got other shows that you do when you're not doing this one. So tell us about them. Uh, well, uh, the pop-up film cast, uh, we're on our summer tour still, uh, probably going to be winding down in a little bit. Uh, cause we've spent all of our budget on cleaning crews and us running out of gas. Uh, but anyway, uh, we got that going on. So <laughs> go check that out. You'll, and if you do, you'll understand what I'm talking about with the weird references running there out of gas. Oh, yeah. Also, uh, just started up here for uh, July. The uh, that's that was great, wasn't it? Has returned. We're doing a short series. Uh, Tof Green, who's been on a uh, pop up a lot, he is joining me as we're we, uh, we're going over Bigfoot and the Muscle Machines yeah. from 1985. An awesome, 
awesome uh, 80s action cartoon. I believe today is July 4th. Well, this first episode dropped today, then. Well, there you go. Episode two will be tomorrow. We're doing back-to-back, because I felt July 4th and Monster Trucks went together. Mm-hmm. Holy and then so I was like, man, we got we got to do that. Oh, there Makes you go. Sense. That's good synergy mm-hmm. right there. Yeah. That is. That, yeah. that is. That is. Yeah. And well, I guess it's July 4th as long as I'm able to edit and everything properly. Well, oh, Jesus. <laughs> well, whatever. If, if it's July 4th, if it, there's at least one or two episodes out there. <laughs> just... What if it's July 11th? Then, 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 there, then, there's, then there's three episodes out there and yeah. very much enjoy um, folks, uh, if you go to the, sh- to the show notes where there's a link to a playlist for the full five episodes of uh, the show, so you can watch it as we as we recover it. I'm very much enjoying it. Uh, got one more part to watch. I hope they can, uh, you know, land the plane. Land the plane mm-hmm. in a show about monster trucks. Yeah, show's really about Yank Justice, but you know, big Yank there too. Justice. <laughs> I love that name. That's such a good name. Yeah. Yeah. Lewd. Um, <laughs> I guess so, yeah. Terry, what do you got going on? I got a little something. You know, speaking of synergy, 4th of July, I do a podcast called Run the Real where we're talking about a famous Japanese director, Akira Kurosawa. Um, so, I mean, great movie. July 4th, Monster Trucks, Monsters, yep. and uh, Kurosawa. Yep, yep, yep. That's a, it, it's it's great. Yeah, um, we're we're probably gonna be on if my estimations are correct. We're probably gonna be talking about either Dreams, which is a late movie by him, is in the '90s, or we're talking about uh, oh, what did we do after Throne of Blood? Yeah. So either way, no. tune in because both interesting discussions and both very interesting movies. Throne of Blood mm-hmm. is definitely a classic. I I like that one quite a bit. And as for me, because I'll edit the other part out, <clears throat> I've got nothing. <laughs> Absolutely nothing. And then you know how we end every episode. Action. Drinks. Bonjour. Action. Drinks. Bonjour. Fashion. Bonjour. 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 The Monster Hunters are Derek Glasscock, Keith Gala, and Terry Vicroy. Keith is the host of the Pop-Up Filmcast, and that was great, wasn't it? Both shows can be found wherever you subscribe to podcasts. For more about Keith's shows, you can follow Pop-Up Filmcast on Twitter at Pop-Up Filmcast. And that was great, wasn't it, at How Great Was That? You can also follow Keith on Twitter at KG3030. Terry is one of the hosts of Run the Reel. It's a movie podcast that does deep dives on films with a theme. You can follow Run the Reel on Twitter at Run the Reel. You can also follow Terry on Twitter at Terry underscore Vicroy. If you would like more musings from me, you can follow on Twitter at Derek the number nine and the word nine. Follow Monster Hunters on Twitter at Monster Hunters and subscribe on your podcatcher of choice for more Monster Hunter fun. Monster Hunters is mixed and edited by me, Derek. All original music is composed and mixed by Terry Vicroy, and executive producers are me and Keith Gullen. The Monster Hunters is a Crispy Dodo production.